Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Everyone, welcome to another edition of the Victor Marks Show. And we've got an outstanding guest today. He's a friend, a colleague, Tim Kennedy. Tim comes to us with an extensive mixed martial arts career, having fought in the UFC, Strike Force, just to name a few. He's also got quite an impressive military career. And uh, he became a Ranger, Sniper, Special Forces Operator. And he has awards including Bronze Star Medal. Tim is also owner of and CEO of the Sheepdog Response, a tactical training and self-defense company based in Texas. You can learn more about Tim and everything that he's doing by visiting TimKennedyMMA.com. Now let's jump into the conversation today on this edition of the Victor Mark Show. Tim, brother, welcome to the program. Thanks, man. You're looking gorgeous. <laughs> We're getting old. Hey, sexy old. That's where we want to be. Uh, as my wife says, functional fitness, babe. Just stay functional. It's great to have you. And uh, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you as a person, as a brother, and uh, someone who gets stuff done. You know, we were talking right before we came on. We're in a season right now where a lot of people are complaining. And they're complaining about the problems, doing blame shifting. And, you know, we follow the four A's like you. Hey, you got to gotta be aware. You got to assess what's going on, decide whether you want to take action or, you know, or avoid it. But complaining isn't one of them. That doesn't do anything. Get in the assessment phase and then provide solutions. And uh, you are a solution provider. Uh, tell me what's on your heart about that. I'm fortunate to have a lot of examples to look to. Uh, my, my grandpa, you know, part of the greatest generation survived the great depression. And then of course went overseas to fight Nazis. Um, my uncles that went and served in Vietnam and, you know, my, my dad was a police officer and, you know, pre like kind of the, the, the fentanyl disaster that we're in, you know, the war on drugs, my dad was a big, what's to call him a soldier in that. And, you know, watching my friends ha struggling with addiction, you know, he, he ran towards the center of gunfire. You know, there was a period of time, where we're looking at genocide happening throughout Europe and um, somebody needed to go climb cliffs, right? Somebody needed to land on, on an amphibious boat and run up the beach and run towards the sound of gunfire. And here, here we are in 2021 and there's problems. Like we have, we have legitimate problems, right? We, we have no question human trafficking like we've never seen in history. Uh, we have pedophilia that is becoming commonplace and we have a border crisis where, it, it, I mean, it, it's, it's not an insurgency. It is an absolute flood, right? There's cartels, there's organized criminal elements and syndicates that are par participating and facilitating this happening. There's government agencies and non-government agencies that are all allowing it and they're complicit to it. You might have a thousand people, 2000 people a day coming through 50% of those are under the age of 18. Some of them are not even with a family member and some of them have drugs in their bodies. 
some of them are being used to declare amnesty. So like there's all these problems and it's really, really easy for somebody to hit retweet or to hit share or to take a screen capture and drop it on their Instagram. Right. Uh, you know, like thoughts and prayers, everybody. Thoughts right. And prayers. right. But what right. are you doing? Right. You know, that's the question. And yeah. it's one of the reasons why I love you. And, I, and I'm, I'm so proud to call you a friend um, is because we do things right. We run towards the yeah. sound of gunfire and we're looking at problems and we're trying to find solutions yep. and we have some big problems right now. And there's not a lot of people that are pro- providing solutions. All they're doing is, is pointing at the problems. Right. Um, we got to fix, we got to fix some things. I get it. Uh, we both have strong followings on social media. So you, we get the pulse beat of people. And, you know, I'd say there's a lot of young men watching or listening to this right now, and they want to be part of the solution, but they really don't know how. So, so I would say first, you have to be willing to run toward the chaos to bring order. And there are some that are called and gifted to that. And then then some need to be in a support capacity where, you know, that you may not be like, you know, we're heading down to the border, right? Here pretty soon. And uh, then we're prepping for another pump to Iraq and we're going to be right there. It's not everybody can be a point person, but there's some lane that they can run in. And if you're not there, they need to prepare. Not only young men, we got to start with kids too, right? Yeah, absolutely. I know it looks really cool to have a picture of you with the wall behind you, or maybe you're, you're holding a baby and you know, you're, you're, you're thinking you're saving lives, but there's so many different ways that you can contribute right. for every warfighter. There's 400 support personnel. It's one to 400. And th- there's at no point is that warfighter that's at the front line, that's at the tip of the spear, looking at the 399 people behind him and thinking that he's better than them. Cause he's not, he can't do it without them. Right. right? So, there are so many different ways that you can tr- contribute. You can go to your church and you can volunteer. You can go down to the homeless shelter and you can help. You can find a family that's on hard times and may not be able to make their next mortgage payment and step in there. You know, you can find groups like ATP and help them and be donors. You can put your kids in the right school. You can make sure that you're you're building future leaders to ensure that the success in the next generation. I think that was a big fault of yeah this current generation is we had it so good. It was so easy and we set the sword down. We got complacent. Yep. And then this generation, now we're back, we're coming into hard times and this generation doesn't know what adversity looks like. They don't right. know how to prepare for battle. They don't know how to prepare for war because they've never seen it before. Yeah. Resiliency is non-existent. And I mean, as, as we've together gone to different military bases, even for active duty for young soldiers and people coming in and, recruits we've seen the lack of resiliency where they just give up what is a solution i know you have some things going on with youth and education and i'm interested for my listeners and viewers to hear this this is very exciting stuff yeah you know and this is um while i'm talking about the things that i'm doing anybody can do this in any community at any point right, right. all you have to do is make a choice and sacrifice a little bit of time right so a, a couple of different things that i'm doing one is i'm starting my own school program. So, you know, ages six to 12 years old. So pretty first grade through fifth grade, you know, we're, we're going to have 500 students in two years from now, we're taking 60 next year, we're going to do 200 and the following year we'll be at 500. Um, and these are learner driven classes. So we have guides and we have pods and, 
it is individual responsibility, that little group of learners together collectively, like they are the ones that are driving that, that train. Uh, that's on them. We're there to help them and uh, we're help, there to help them succeed. But like th this is education reimagined. I look at education and I, I look at my kids going through school and I have seen failure after failure where I do it. I'm going to put you in detention on a Zoom call because you weren't back from your Zoom break in time. So, you know, you have to go to Zoom detention. Get out. I don't even know what that is. I, I can't even imagine what that is. You know, let alone where, where I'm going to adjust history to the convenience of my own beliefs. Right. Not, I'm not teaching history anymore. I'm not teaching math anymore. I'm going to teach things that facilitate my own ideology. No, nope, I'm done with that. So we're, we're just going to teach real fact-based learning and let these learners do their own thing. So that's one thing is Apogee Cedar Park. So here in Central Texas, in North Austin, I'm opening my own school September 2021. Love it. Um, Apogee and then another, another thing that we're doing is Apogee Strong. Um, and this is for young men only, and it's a mentorship leadership group. So if you're a young man and you're thinking about going to West Point or the Naval Academy, if you want to be a Marine, if you want to go to the FBI, you know, if you know that there's a calling for you bigger or greater than yourself, yourself, but you don't know what to do, you're a single mom and you're looking at your, you know, your 13 year old son and you're like, man, I don't know if I can impart the wisdom that a man imparts onto his son. How do I do this? Man, it's real easy. You stick him in a group with guys like Victor, like guys like our mutual friend, Jeff, um, you know, my friend, Justin Lakin, Matt Bordeaux, myself, like th those are the people that are mentoring these young men. And this is so that they succeed, right? So if I have another, right. if this next generation, if I have a 13 year old in 10 years from now, he's getting out of college and he's looking about what he's going to be doing, but he's already prepared. He has the integrity and the ethics of a leader. And he has the characteristics of one that looks to run towards the sound of gunfire. Give me that dude 10 out of 10 times. Right. You know, like that, right. That, that's the man that I want. Yeah, and you know, they are out there. And a lot of times parents, they don't know what to do with them because our culture doesn't really set them up for success. It's actually, it's quite the opposite where they're just, it's a draining, oppressive blanket where these kids are wanting to, they want to do something bigger. They're wanting to do, you know, uh, and I love it when you get some young men, uh, Teagues, you, you mentioned Jeff Teagues. For those of you, that's the good Colonel Teagues, our operations brother here at the uh, training center at ATP, but he, uh, we had some people on this weekend training and he started telling some war stories. I mean, people were leaning forward. I thought I saw ears flexing because it was inspiring, right? It was a uh, modern day David and Goliath. And he's just telling stories. He just, you know, he, he loves it. It's sharing. We need that. We need the stories like your grandfather, like your dad, like your uncles, stories of overcoming evil, what we call the manifestation of evil, standing in the gap, matter. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, um, I don't know why. Well, I do know why, you know, we've been emasculating this male generation. We have been demonizing masculinity. We've been attaching things like toxic to it when in fact it's a thing of design and it's a beautiful thing when embraced and when shaped correctly and directed strategically, there is an energy in a man that is so powerful and so functional. We can build Golden Gate Bridges and the Chrysler Building. We can stop fascism and imperialism. You know, we can dig ourselves out of the Great Depression. The things that we can do 
when we stand together and we embrace what it means to be a man. And we can't do that without a woman. You know, that it's not that femininity is any weaker than masculinity. It's just beautifully different. And, and the yin and the yang and the balance of those two things. But at no point should you be looking at masculinity and be like, you know what? It'd be way better if that masculine thing was neutered. Mm. That would be better. That would be a better version of that. Or to look at a woman and be like, do you want that feminine, beautiful woman over there? She's not very useful because she's feminine. She should, she should be more masculine. No, you're both beautiful and you're both powerful and you both serve a purpose and you're both by design different. Now let's go ahead and harness all of that and make some changes and see some beautiful things happen. But this generation has been attacked. The masculinity of this generation has been attacked and there's nothing more dangerous than a young man that doesn't know what to do. Let's give him purpose. Men need a mission. I, I use the phrase, I have two sons, three daughters, and I, I use the phrase with my boys. I go, I want to raise and feel like I have raised dangerous gentlemen. And, and that tends to make women, even those people who are embracing the toxic masculinity, it tends to kind of put them on the hills and go, what, what do you, I go, well, dangerous that they're willing to stand up and fight evil if someone tried to kill you or wanted to hurt innocent, uh, you know, or smash a baby's head in with a brick. Don't you want somebody to be able to stop evil like that? But gentlemen, well, they'll open the door. They'll serve and lay down their life for their wife and kids. And they go, well, yeah, I like that idea. And you know who's yearning for this are women. Single girls. We get contacted all the time saying, where are the men in our culture? And, you know, when we start talking about moral masculine manhood, uh, the church is supposed to be a place to find that. But yet there are a lot of very weak, passive young men in the church, again, because that's what's been propagated. And, you know, we're like, hey, we get young men, we go, we'll help you find your manhood if you've never, and we'll help you relocate it for your older guys that released it so that you can walk in the fullness of really what God created you to be. And regarding women, three daughters, I tell people, the Bible says the the female is the uh, weaker vessel. I mean, that's scripture, but it doesn't mean they're weak. My wife made a decision in Iraq with me to go into Syria for a 36-hour pump where we were, one night we were 150 yards from Assad's men. We were, you know, next day we're in an ISIS confinement camp reaching kids and women. And uh, I love my bride. She is quiet, uh, but she has this quiet confidence and strength. And it doesn't hurt that she's a black belt or can, you know, shoot multiple platforms, drive an armored vehicle, and uh, then give me a tender hug and kiss goodnight. Yeah. And I, that's why, yeah, I think it's both and. Yeah. Fierce beauty. I, I like to call it fierce mm. beauty. You know, I'm gonna write that down. It, I like that. It's a, it's a gorgeous thing. The, uh, I love what you're saying about the church. Um, I, I think we got our wrong, we, we, we have our examples miswired, you know, yeah. when yeah. you look at, uh, you know, what God, the characteristics and the examples that he said, you know, that that's a man after my own heart. Mm. Let's look at David. You know, we're talking mm. about a flawed, messed up person, right? That did horrible, horrific things. Broke um, all the Ten Commandments. Broke them all. Yeah. But God himself said, look at David. Yeah. Right? Even Jesus. Jesus, the, like, there's two versions of him, right? There's the soft, kind guy holding the lamb. That's not the guy I have in my head. The guy that right. I have in my head, he's a contractor. He's yeah. raised by Joseph. 
right? right. Like he could build bridges and he could build buildings and he could shape stone. You know, he chiseled gnarled shoulders. He could flip tables. He could build a whip. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Joshua, yep. Jonathan, like those, th- those are my examples. Look at you. David's mighty men, left and right hand. They, they get it done. The church has been compromised from the pulpit. And look, I'm ordained and I, you know, I've spoken in churches all over the country and I started, you know, man, a good 15 years ago, I started sounding a warning going, you guys, if the example is we're supposed to be who the guy is behind the pulpit, we're going to be in deep trouble because these aren't men, many of them that would stand up and have integrity and character and take personal responsibility, but they'll hide what I call behind the veil of Christianity and justify passivity and even think through this shroud of passivity, it's some type of moral virtue. It's not, it's cowardice. And again, the women, they're desperate for men to step up. And we have a, uh, you and I, we've done enough stuff in our life where it's time to pass it on. And that's what I love. One of the things about you, one of the many things, first, I just love your scrappy. You are scrappy, no nonsense. I Scrappy do. We met, you know, <laughs> it's like uh, anytime, anywhere. Yeah, let's just do it. But this Apogee School, can you give that website again? Because some people like me, strong back, weak mind, can't remember. So we have two. We have one that's boys and girls. Um, it's in, it's physically in a building here in, in Cedar Park. And uh, it's apogeecedarpark.org. Okay. And then we have an online mentorship for young men only. Yep. And, you know, the ages of that, we, we have a young man as young as 12. And then we have a young man as old as 35. Right. And, uh, yeah, you know, he kind of missed the boat. He doesn't know how to change the tire or change the oil of his car. You know, he's been working in the dot-com industry. And he just, he just needed to know what he needed to do. And um, he didn't need a lot. He just needed the right direction. And, man, that, that young man is going to be a force of nature in yeah. a few years. And that is apogeestrong.com. Those are the kind of two initiatives that I'm doing for young men and uh, for school-aged children. Listen, folks, you need to go to that website, Single Moms. I mean, write this down and go there. Young men who've, you know, I, I don't countless that have contacted me and said, I just need a mentor. And, you know, this is where you need to go to get plugged in. And a lot of young men didn't have a dad. You know, it, it's the reality of it. This is your time and an opportunity. You've been looking for a solution. This is it. Let's be clear, though. Um, the solution is not easy. Um, you're going to no. work out every day. You're going to keep a journal. You're going to keep a diet journal. You're going to have a book reading list. And those books are going to be written by guys like Roosevelt, uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, some of our founding fathers, so, some war heroes from World War II and Vietnam. Like, this is not an easy path. But if you know that there's a process, that there's a train you need to hop on, that train, you're going to have to get up to speed to get on board. And uh, that takes some work. Yeah. And and again, it, it's this generation that, you know, kind of is expecting to get for a little effort. There is no other way. Suffering is the way. Yeah. 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 You, have to embrace, that, you, you have to embrace the suck. And it prepares you for harder and better things, right? But I'm excited that you've had the 
the wherewithal because some guys who've had success and and whatever they stay very self-focused they don't turn around and go i want this you know but you're a balanced brother who's got there through a crucible because i know you not 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 an easy road came from a great family but you are really providing hope and a solution for so many that are listening right now that's that's one of the reasons why i want to have you on and uh, the second was your prince's palace and the dinosaur yeah i don't i don't run this house my, my one half year old my six-year-old do my teenage daughters <laughs> man they don't even know what to do anymore they, they can't keep up i have a princess unicorn balloon over there and a mermaid i don't know what's happening yeah. with that thing yield for peace not not the hill we want to die on uh i've got grandbabies now four of them and uh Holy smokes. I'll even use the little apps to put fairy dust on me to make them laugh. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, love matters. Hey, we're going to, um, we got to start closing up. This is going fast, but I'll see you in a couple of weeks, uh, a few yes, weeks and will. we'll, we'll have some fun doing the deal. And, uh, but I have two questions. I ask all my guests, Tim. Okay. The first is people live by perceptions. So I typically ask my guests, what is your perception of me as a person or organization? You know me, so you have insight. We've done some fun stuff together, but what is your perception or reality of me in the ministry? I, lo I love the story of Samson, you know, because you see failure, you see mm. fear, you see brokenness, uh, but you see strength and perseverance. And in the, in the end, even as he's standing there and everything's about to crumble down on top of it and he's pushing pillars apart, there's still a dedication to the last moment. And I, and I think that you and I are going to share this, even though we've accomplished a lot and you know we, we could die on the hill of our resume right now, but we're going to die of old age fighting to our last breath to positively affect change in this world. And, um, and those characteristics of Samson standing there pushing those columns apart knowing that it's going to crush down on top of him, but it's the right thing to do. Mm. Um, that's what, that's my perception of you and the ministry. Do it to the end. Brother, that's good. No one has ever uh, pinned that down like that. That's really good. Thank you. Kind words. And it's uh, my wife would agree with you. She's like, honey, when you leave this earth, there won't be any oil in your lamp. You'll be done. Last question is what happens to Tim Kennedy? when you die and why do you believe it? Um, I think when I die, there is going to be astonishment, surprise and fear because they don't know what's going to happen next. Mm. Um, I have in the legacy, I hate that word, but I'm putting things in place that once I'm gone, the things that I have fought for in this life will continue to fight. And even after my death here, it is going to be much more impactful. So that's one part and yeah. the less meaningful part than what's going to happen to me after I die, which is finally I get to go face to face and have some words and answers about, I know everybody says, and you're going to say it too. No, no. That I, those questions are going to go away when I, when I'm in the presence of Christ, but I'm telling you when I, when I stand in front of him and I have this litany of questions of why did I have to see this little girl? in this pain in this world why couldn't i have made a difference why did like i have 
I still have some questions and I'll bask in his glory and I'll love every moment of my eternal life with the savior. But, um, initially, yeah, we're going to, we're going to scrap a bit. He's both the lion and the lamb and he's got a line and that's why it's eternity. Cause I, yeah. I do believe he's answering every person, every warrior's question, every struggle that people had, he'll say, look, this is what you didn't know. Yeah, I don't I don't buy into the the moment we're there, you know, we're strumming harps and nah. changing clouds. I I think we even have more warring to do. So thank you. Great answer, man. Thanks for being on the show today. Pleasure. Uh, I think you're gonna get great response because people love real genuine solutions to problems that we're facing right now. And uh people aren't just complaining, but are part of the solution, not the problem. Love you, man. We will see you soon, brother, and uh, hugs to the family. Yeah, sir. Catch you later. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us today on the program. Hey, check Tim Kennedy out. He's co-owner of Ranger Up, a military-based clothing company, and he's owner and CEO of Sheepdog Response, where you can get tactical training. It's a fantastic self-defense company that we're associated with. He and his wife currently reside in Austin, Texas with their four children, and you guys He's a good brother. Learn more, find out, follow Tim Kennedy. And listen, wherever you are and whatever you are doing, do it for the glory of God. Full throttle. Don't let fear keep you back because there's so much life in being obedient to Christ and following him, regardless of what the crowd, even the church crowd says. So go for it. We'll see you next time right here on the Victor Mark Show. Now go get it done. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time. 